Matt. Hi, Matt. You're right. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Very good. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, so just to let you know what this is and, and what we're doing, um, so I run a podcast called Man in the Stand. It's actually mm-hmm. something I've actually just recently started doing. Uh, and that's a general chat about you know, the sporting world every week, the weekly um, kind of goings on in the world of sport and the major kind of sporting events. But anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed about golf. Yeah. And uh, so this is a, a kind of a uh, an offshoot or, a, a, or an extension to Man in the Stand where I actually talk about uh, golf with fellow golf uh, enthusiasts, um, yeah. both um, betting on it and observing it and following it, and and just thoughts and feelings about uh, you know uh, what you've seen, uh, whether it's been in the European Tour or the PGA Tour, mm. and it's, as I say, just a general sort of friendly conversation. So, um, so thanks, Matt, Matt Phillips, um, and your Twitter handle is at four f o r e underscore bet for anyone who wants to follow what Matt. Um, does and, and picks in terms of his golf selections and so Matt just tell me a little bit about sort of what your sort of love of golf comprises of and how long you've been sort of following it and uh, and uh, and your affliction uh, towards golf. Yeah of course so I mean I came to golf later than most I, I believe um, so I, I've always been a better ever since I was a legal agent even before um, so originally it was football and horses and the rest of it but I quickly realized that actually I wasn't that profitable at those. Um, no. So sort of started to go on Sky Sports as you do and just check out some of the sports to gamble on and kind of got into golf through betting. Um, and then since then, I've watched it pretty much religiously for the last four or five years, um, mm. both European Tour and PGA when, when possible. I play it really badly in parts, um, but mainly just get the enjoyment through watching and, and betting on it, really. Um, so it kind of started off very much just like your, your standard accumulator doing two ball accumulators and things like that. But as I've time's gone on, I've got to know a bit more. I've got much more profitable at golf betting. So I've started to post tips and do some articles and things like that on Twitter. Yeah, that's, um, that's actually quite similar to me, Matt. Uh, I, I love, uh, I, I love betting. I started out betting on horses um, from, from a young age, from, Back in New Zealand, uh, following uh, trots and and uh, and gallops, uh, loved it. Still love it, but uh, I only do it as a sideline. It's uh, because um, I'm I'm pretty terrible at it. And as much as I love the horses, um, they don't particularly love me. So uh, <laughs> I um, uh, but I found much like yourself that uh, about six or seven, five or you know, maybe six, five or six years ago, I. I, I sort of turned my attention to, to golf when I started to understand that you could actually have a bet on uh, on these markets and uh, and yeah, and, uh, yeah my, my my profitability on golf is is by far and away my most profitable sport. Um, uh, you know, I, I look at rugby and 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 football and you know uh, I, I'm a bit of a sports addict, so I'll watch anything. Mm-hmm. But 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 sport, um, but golf in particular, uh, I, I've really had some some fantastic results and and so i just think yes it's hard to pick because there are large fields and but that's mm-hmm. you know, and but the odds are great and if you can yeah, absolutely if you can catch a line of form and you can it's like as i've said in all sort of any good sports um better or all these pro punters that you kind of listen to and follow say get an edge find an edge and if you have mm-hmm. an edge and you know something more than perhaps what the, the the market knows then then you can make that profitable and and i find that my edge um, that i try and 
followers. I try and find and follow guys that I can see are starting to come into form because for me, golf, it's a bit like, it's like any kind of ball sport like cricket or baseball. Like Mm -hmm. the guys who are hitting it well and seeing it well, you can actually see them start to come into form and and it can be form can be fleeting they can be in form for maybe mm-hmm. only one one or two weeks but if you can strike them at the right time and get them as you can see them kind of climbing the leaderboards week after week then you can strike and make some some fantastic returns yeah definitely so i mean it's the challenge of it isn't it i think the, what got me into golf betting was one the odds are great right if you strike at the right time you can tide yourself over for a, a good couple of weeks just by by one good hit but I also like the challenge of a golf board, just be able to look at it and think I, I can beat this. And I think at the moment I'm profitable and have been for a couple of years now. Um, mm. But analyzing the, the field and thinking about the cross-reference in between course form and recent form, like you say, um, getting players while they're hot and making sure that you can strike at a price that's value. Um, but mm. Also, um, I quite enjoy seeing and following players who come up from different tours uh, and watching how, how quickly the bookies can get hold of those prices. And if you can mm. in time, you can often follow them for a period of, of three or four weeks before they actually, the bookies grab it and realize that actually they need to be priced much closer to where their true level of ability is. I think mm. perfect example, uh, I'm sure you've heard Ben Coley on Twitter. Um, I used mm. to follow his twi- tips when I first got into golf betting, but yeah. um, something that stuck in my mind was Colin Morikawa, obviously now a major champion, sort of elite player, top 10 in the world. So his first start on tour, uh, Ben Coley tipped him up at about 400 to one. Um, obviously, I followed in. Now he missed the frame that day, but within yeah. a couple of weeks, that's that's cut by tenfold, right? Which is just an example yeah. of the game yeah. he could have made had he hit form that week. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, he's actually a player I I love. I, I, I watched Morikawa last year, and uh, and many times said, "Watch this guy. He's re- he's really really something special." And sure enough, he um you know he performed in in the in, in the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a, a bet last week at the Sony Open uh, in in Hawaii? I did. So I had one of my best weeks in quite a long time last week. Um, and oh, congratulations! So I, I post sort of daily updates after. After each round on my Twitter, just to sort of track where I am um, and see how they're doing. And unfortunately, it didn't quite end as I'd like it to. But I had five bets last week. Um, just scribbling down some. I can't remember them. So I had Neiman at 25s. Obviously, he missed out in the end, T2. Yeah. Um, I backed Steele at 150s. Now I realized wow. after time in sound is horrible, and I'm not a big fan of it. But as I go through, it almost sounds like I've just made these up. But I had such a good card last week, especially going into Sunday, and it didn't quite work. No, yeah, no, no. I mean, they're all there, as you say. It's not like people can go back and actually see, you know, what you what you posted up. Then, uh, then that's great. Yeah. No, it's not bragging. It's a, it's well done. So carry on. Who yeah. So I had Neiman at twenty fives. We had Steele at one hundred and fifties. I had Billy Horschel at forties. Um, and then Carlos Ortiz was, I think I picked him up at 70, maybe 80. I can't remember what price. And Peter Malnati as well, who was 125, 150s off the top of my head. And Brian Gay. So all made the cut. Um, it was looking pretty sweet on, on Saturday night into Sunday morning. And then obviously mm. they, they've slightly missed the frame. I think Steele hold an eagle put on nine. And to be honest, I was already counting the money. It would have been a really nice payday. Um, yeah. Ultimately, it, it fell quite short of that. But I mean... Two full places, a uh, half place, and I also backed steel top five at forty to one. So, oh, that's great! Yeah, not not a bad uh, consolation, but not quite the big one I was hoping for. Yeah, and steel. Um, did you back him on the reasoning that he played so well and fell at the last hurdle last year against Cameron Smith at the same tournament? 
In a word, yes. Um, so I could not work out why he was the price he was. Um, yeah. I, I he wasn't first on my list, but I didn't have him at that price, particularly because I'm a bit of a sucker for course form occasionally, maybe yeah. to my own detriment sometimes, and maybe it costs me money sometimes, but I am a little yeah. bit of a sucker. But actually, when you look at his... His stats this year, he's on strokes gained approach. I'm a big stats man. I'll sort of hunt through stats on Mondays and Tuesdays each week. And although a lot of the big players haven't played so far this year, he's 16th in strokes gained approach after the Sony, and he wasn't too far behind that before it. So that combined with his, his course form just made enough sense to me at that number. So I backed him both top five and each way. And where do you get your um, – when you hunt through – you're a big stats man, you say, and you hunt through the stats form. Are you – are you searching those stats on, for example, uh, like the PGA, uh, the updates on the PGA side and their stats? Or what other sites are you sort of yeah, um, sure. trolling through the stats stuff for? I mean, I don't. I know a lot of tipsters these days and a lot of pro punters use Tour Tips, which is the, obviously the subscription site. Um, at the moment, yeah. I just use PGA and the Euro Tour websites. I would say yeah. I probably don't stake highly enough to warrant in using that sort of thing at the moment, but... Yeah, yeah, just Euro Tour and PGA. You can get the basics, all of the, the metrics that I'll usually use to define my picks, uh, stroke yeah. approach, greens in reg, sort of point average, that sort of stuff. And all the par four, par three, par five scoring um, is useful too. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I use the PGA Tour. Uh, uh, I concentrate mostly on the PGA Tour in America, and I, so I tend to use the PGA Tour for most of my um, for most of my stats as well. It, it's sufficient for what I'm looking for. That uh, yes, you can go into into more detail, and, and as you say, pay for that. But I'm I'm too tight to do that, and I <laughs> uh, and I just I get what I need from PGA. It's fine. Uh, it's a very you know the, the, it's actually an excellent it's actually an excellent side, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So um, uh, yeah, I myself. Um, uh, took Neiman as well, um, so I was happy enough at twenty. The same as you, was twenty five to one, so I was happy enough with that. Um, I took Morikawa and Berger as well, mm -hmm. uh, and, and 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 like you, I was coming into the weekend, I was feeling quite happy, yeah. uh, uh, and and I think um, Neiman, if he looks back at that, will actually see that as a chance slip away, actually, because I think uh, he he had his opportunity and he just had a couple of sloppy drives on the back nine mm -hmm. uh, and, and kind of let, uh, just let that one slip. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know. Neiman on the, it was the, the, the front nine on Sunday, I think was really disappointing because he going into Sunday, I had some lovely prices in my, in my card, but yeah. Neiman, I'd won it with his form at the Sony, not Sony, sorry, the, the century that we century, and he's hit yeah. so well. What I find interesting about Neiman this year, the main reason I backed him sort of, um, last week was last year he was a poor putter and very poor around the greens he's sort of 150 yeah. 160 on tour um he strikes it really well he's always been sort of top 20 as a ball striker both tee to green and approach but yeah um, this year there's only about 25 measured rounds i think he had uh, but actually he's improved um on the greens so much and he's actually gaining strokes not a lot of strokes but it's enough to not negate that brilliant ball striking so yeah i thought he was a cracker of a price last week I did too. I saw him. At the, I watched him at the Century Tournament Champions and thought, "Wow, he is absolutely in the zone." Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, talking about guys who are peaking on form, I just thought, "I, I, I have to have him at twenty-five to one." I thought that it was uh, that was beautiful. And uh, as I say, I mean, it was he came within a stroke of getting into a playoff with Kevin Nash. So I thought Brendan Steele. I didn't take Steele, and and on and on the Saturday and even the Sunday, I was kicking myself because. 
I actually won on Cameron Smith last year at the at the Sony Open because um, mm-hmm. uh, I've got I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Cameron Smith, so I um, I I kind of back him. He's one of the. Have, do you have golfers that you back <laughs> yeah, to your detriment? Cool. You know, like to, against your bet, almost like an emotional bet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's so tempting, isn't so it? I, Especially when. Yeah, and and I, and so I'd been on Cameron Smith for ages, and I, I I it was actually Sony Open last year. I thought I'll give this guy one more go, yeah. Uh, and uh, and luckily, um, it was the it was it was I called him at forty five to one, and and uh, and he beat Steele in the playoff. But it was interesting. The point I'm making was, so I looked at Steele as you say beforehand as well, and thought that's crazy odds for a guy who who loves this course, mm-hmm. is a great short course player, he's a great ball striker. Uh, and 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 as uh, as you say, what was his odds? One hundred and twenty-five to one, or something like Still, that. Still, one hundred and fifties. I think you could get one hundred and fifty-one. Yeah. So I mean, crazy odds. And I I also looked at that. And well done to you for 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 following the courage of your convictions and picking him because I backed off him because I thought, yeah, but he he just gets nervous. And sure enough, on that on that Sunday, there was a point in the round, late in the round, where you just started to see that look in Steele's eye where you thought. And he's starting to get nervous. He started looking like that rabbit in the headlights yeah, again, didn't he? Yeah. And I just, um, I just thought, oh, you're, 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 you're bottling it, mate. And and uh, and I just at that point thought, okay, uh, I still, as I say, it was still a you know, nice each way bet. But that was the reason I kind of veered. No, and I guess it, that's, um, it's factored into his price to some regard, isn't it? I guess. Uh, yeah. With you, the you hold the eagle on nine, and I was, I was counting money as I say. It was about 13 or 14 um, when I had bogeyed and then, then birdied three in a row. But at some point during that, yeah, I missed inputs and sort of he put a birdie and then I think bogeyed the next. And there was one point where the camera flashed to him and he was sort of, he was stood to the side of the green while the other chap was putting, just having a word with himself. Yeah. And at that point, you start to worry. You start to worry. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep, exactly. I saw exactly the same thing. Uh, and but well done, Kevin. Now nah, he uh, deserved it. Uh, he's a great, you know, putt for dough, as they say, and uh, drive show putt for dough. He puts very, very well, and he deserved to win. Uh, you know, for me. Um, Tweeted. So not sorry, sorry. No, no, it's absolutely fine. Uh, just on the, the subject of now, um, I think I really, lo- really enjoy now. He's never really someone I bet. I've never quite had an experience quite as frustrating. When when your guy is um is teetering on the edge of, back nine, and he deserved the win in the end. Yeah, I, I'm the same with now. I I've never really bet him much. Um, I I don't know why. I just it's just a guy I I I don't bet. Although you know I I should probably look at him more seriously. There are courses that he can, but that you know. There are courses that he can win on, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, but I just thought Morikawa, Berger, and, and Neiman were, were, were guys that I also thought were, were really hot and, and could win on that course as well. Yeah. And as I say, but for one shot, I was I was nearly there. Um, so let's look forward to to this week, um, the American Express at La Quinta mm-hmm. in California. Do you uh, have any any fancy strong? I, I know you mentioned to me earlier, Matt, that you didn't really have anything strong fa- fancies wise. But are you are you looking at anyone? You know, sort of... I've, I've got I've had some bets. Um, and not, yeah, so I've got a few picks, but to be completely um, transparent and, and not strongly feeling about them as I was last week. I'm not quite clear in my convictions, yeah. but that doesn't often stop me having a go. Um, but, yeah, I tweeted them out on about Tuesday, but the only one I put up when the odds came up was. 
Um, similar to steel, I couldn't quite work out why it was that price. And actually, I jumped in at um, 365, which is only five places before some of the other bookies were up. And as it happened, he actually came out at 90s and 100s with a few more places available. So I kind of shot myself in the foot if he if he finishes sixth or seventh. Um, but again, I yeah. think he's just an elite ball striker. And what I quite like to do, and I maybe convincing myself sometimes when no one's played in a while and they've had that break, I almost imagine that they've had a chance to and work on the differences so that when you yeah. almost take a, a bigger leap of faith sometimes in the hope that they've worked on that. And with Doc, obviously, it's... it's just... I just think he's a winner in waiting. And I, I couldn't understand why he was touching almost triple figures when there's some, for me, lesser golfers who are almost half the price, sort of 60 down. Um, so he was my, my, my first bet. And my if he comes in this week... The Hawaii tournament. Yeah, it's a chance. Mm. Hello. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, mate. There was a little bit of a, a lag in the line there. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I'm also a bit like you. I, I see some really great value. I'm, uh, I'm. There's not anyone I love strongly, but. Um, but I do, uh, as I say, I do make my full selections every week on a, on a, my tips that I give out. And my, I'm going to, I'm going with Chris Kirk mm-hmm. this week because he played so well at the Sony Open last week. Um, he 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 did amazingly to to beat, you know, that he had to come third or better to beat that medical um, to you know, retain his mm-hmm. card, uh, and uh, and. I just thought he played outstandingly well, and I think without that pressure on him now, uh, now that he's secured his card, uh, and he's obviously fit and healthy, he's a quality golfer. He's always has been. He played um, um, college golf with Brendan Todd. Uh, he's a he's a very good player, and I think this is the same sort of course in terms of its tight sort of technical course. I know it's a two course layout. They're playing PGA um, West and um, and and the Nicholas course. Um, but I, I like him around the shorter sort of technical layout, and and once again, I just thought sixty six to one uh, that I got him for um, was was great. Um, and then I've gone Paul Casey because I I just think that uh, he he he's one of the sort of uh, straightest sort of hitters on tour. He, he um, he's a very good ball striker uh, at forty five to one. Um, Scotty Scheffler, I I think this could be a tournament that he could benefit in because once again he drives it nice and straight he's it's not a particularly strong field this week you know with um John Ram dropping out with JT going to Abu Dhabi uh with Dustin Johnson not there I mean you know the, really the marquee names in this field are Reed and Cantlay and Brooks Kepka yeah. uh so it's not what you call a particularly strong field um I just thought that Scheffler um could you know, could do it now. He's not not getting great money for him at around sixteen to one, but it's still enough for me to um, uh, to take an interest in, in what Sheffield does. And there's other one other guy I like the look I, of, and that's Cameron Davis, the um, the Australian, I, I, the young Australian um, Davis. I I really like this player. I've got him. I'm going to. I've got him tagged as someone to look out for in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a guy that that sneaks a win during the year at really decent odds because he's been peppering the leaderboards of the last few months, and I think he could he could be. Uh, 
value at some stage. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite like all of your picks, to be honest. I had They all crossed my mind at, at various points. I think Kirk yeah. is going to go one of two ways. Obviously, he's now made status, so I'm not sure whether that relief will sort of give him a, a freewheeling week, and that could mean one of two things, couldn't it? It could mean that he's the, the shackles are off and he can go crazy. It's going to be a low score. We know that already. Um, but also, I, yeah. I'm not sure I think that he obviously wanted it really badly last week, and I'm not sure whether that pressure off might go the other way with him. And I think it's enough of a doubt yes. for me not to, but I wouldn't be surprised if he puts in another performance because he's a birdie maker, make no mistake about that. Um, I mean, Casey, yeah. I agree with you. I think he's overpriced. But Casey, to me, I, I can't back him. I just can't make myself do it. Um, it happened in the past, <laughs> and I've got some horror stories that I won't trouble you with today. But I'll be honest... <laughs> We've all got yeah, those, he, He's burned yeah. me more than yeah. most, has Casey. Um, so I'm not going to back him, but I do like the price. So if you've not got any um, baggage with him, um, I, I don't mind that as a bet either. Um, <laughs> Scheffler yeah. is, yeah, I agree. I think he's not my sort of price with this sort of event. I, I like staying away from the shorter prices as much as possible. But I think those at the top of the board, yeah. he's a good he's a good bet as you can get probably. Um I'm a bit, yeah. a bit frustrated. You mentioned Ram dropping out that I didn't get my bets in early like I normally do because obviously that's decimated some prices, uh, which isn't yeah. ideal. Yeah, um, is. yeah, a couple yeah. that I've gone, I've done some longer punts um, and then I've got what I think is actually a cracking bet for top 20. Um, I'm going to go again with a man called John Huh, um, who has a recent, oh, yeah. um, recent promotion from the Corn Ferry Tour, I believe. Um, and I was just having a nosy at seeing how, what his stats were and just looking into it because the price stood out a little bit. Um, so he's 100 to 1. Uh, and he, this year, is about 29th in strokes gained approach, um, which, again, it's a, a metric that I'm a bit of a sucker for. Um, but you'll have lots of chances um, as driving's not too important this week. Um, and he's had a couple of decent performances in T12, T19, T20, sort of in fairly recent uh, PGA Tour performances. And not had that many starts. Yep. So if he's been reasonably consistent in that regard, and he's a recent um, recent promotion from the Corn Ferry, I just think he could be anything at this point. Um, I may be wrong about that, but I think at the hundreds, I'm willing to take the chance. Um, yep. I'm probably going to go back to Henley as well. Now, I've been umming and ahhing about this, and I've not actually put any money on him yet. But it's just due on soon. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced he's due on soon. Um, quite similar to Neiman that we talked about. Um, his stats this year, his putting has sort of gone from one to the other. He used to be an exceptionally strong putter um, a couple of years back. And then since his ball striking renaissance, um, his putting's gone off the boil. But actually, um, 2021, he's actually been putting much better. So his recent form combined with that means I'm going to take a chance. I think he's 33s at the moment. So I'm probably going to take a yeah. punt just for, I guess, a bit of a lack of other options at the moment. Yeah, I can see your point with Henley. Uh, as you say, he's quality that guy, and I agree with you. I think he's due. Uh, he, he, you know, he's the kind of guy that if he gets off to a good start, he could be very mm-hmm. hard to hold back. Um, I'm going to throw one more at you, and this is here's, this is interesting. So, who was the uh, Amex champion last year in 2020? Andrew it was Landry. Andrew Landry. Uh, who was the uh, 2019 champion? It was mm-hmm. Adam Long. And who was the 28 champion? It was John Rahm, who beat in a playoff mm-hmm. Andrew Landry. So 
Andrew Landry of across the last three years is obviously first. Um, don't know where he finished in 2019, and then um, tied. Um, sorry, second lost in the playoff to Ram in 2018. The guy obviously loves the course. He loves the layout. Um, obviously, it's dropped away from a four course um, event to a mm-hmm. sorry three course event to a two course event. But I still can't. I mean, I looked at the Landry's. I looked at Landry's odds, and he's 80 to one. Now, how does an how does a guy who's won this tournament to, uh, sorry, last year and and finished and beaten in the playoff two years ago. Well, how can he be Sam, eighty to one? Yeah, uh, Brendel's um, Brendan Steele um, narrative from last week that didn't work out badly. Yeah, same. Yeah, same thing. Like, why does the market not love this guy more? Uh, now, I say that. Have I backed him? No, I haven't. Um, but I, I'm. That was something that I thought was interesting. Uh, talking about course form and and this guy's form. He loves this course. He's a good short course player. He's quality. We know that, but he, um, the market can't have him. At, you know, at eighty to one. So that could be. You know, if anyone listening who wants a bit of a, uh, a bit of a value bet, something top twenty or something like that, Andrew Landry could be great value. Yeah, so he's, he's actually he on my list for T twenty. He's eleven to two at the moment for a top twenty, which I've had a, a little bit of cash on. Um, I just like you say, he yeah. obviously loves yeah. the course. Now he played last week and he didn't play great, but if he knocks the rust off no. the performance, then. I mean, it could be anything. I'd say returning to somewhere where he's had lots of success, won once and then missed out. Um, like you say, to um, in the past, I don't see there's any reason why he can't perform well. Whether he can win, I'm not sure. I didn't like his performance last week, so that would put me off a little bit. But that's what I yeah, um, that, that's yeah, that's I've, I've kind of steered off him because of that last week as well. He did play very poorly, and uh, so. But that's not to say, as I say, horses for courses. He could be, he could love it here. So that's you know. So that's that's just a wrap up of of, of what's happening there. Have you cast your eye over the? Uh, I have. BC I've got a couple w? more bets for that. Before I finish on the Amex, that I want to give you um, one. I guess you'd call it a bit of a bomb. Now this is mainly born from the fact yep. that last week I almost got into um, Nick Hardy for a top twenty, and I didn't in the end. Um, who was a recent comp very graduate yep. too. Um, but uh, John Augenstein or Augenstein, uh, who yes, this amateur who played so well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it is a little bit of a hail mary this one, but he was incredibly impressive. The last the couple of times I've seen him play golf, and it's not a great deal. So don't read that much into it. But three hundred to one in a court in a in a tournament where outsiders have had some success. Yeah. It's mad money, isn't it? Quid, isn't it? Yeah. And I've taken ten to one for a top twenty as well, um, for less money than Landry would be, but. I quite like him this week, and I think at the price, yeah. it's worth it. It's worth finding out. I think that's a great shout, Matt. I, I really do. I, I looked at him as well. I, I'd actually forgotten about that. I looked at it and then drifted away and looked at my other bets and, and forgot him. But now that you say that, again, I've, I looked at, I had to take a double look at the price. <laughs> I think you're right. There's not um, many courses where I, I read to 200 to 1 and keep going down. There's not many times of the year, but this is one of them. Yep. So it's worth a try, I think. Yeah, because the guy is—I mean, he won the silver. Uh, what is it? What is it? The silver medal uh, at the—is that what they call it at the Masters for the leaning amateur? The US Open, um, I believe the, the silver medal. I can't remember what they call them. Yeah, that's no, the Open. I think the silver medal, isn't it? But uh, um, anyway, he, he was a top amateur at the Masters. He, he's obviously a fantastic player. He's just turned professional. Three hundred to one. I mean, uh, it just, just seems Certainly crazy. Does. Um, I mean, yeah, anyone who takes the silver medal at the Masters or the sorry, the amateur prize at the Masters is worth doing because I think the chap before him was, I think it was Hovland, won that at the time of the uh, the edition of the Masters before that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, I mean, you know, so there's no doubt he's he's good. So I, I think that's a great shout to finish the Amex on. 
Um, the HSBC in Abu Dhabi, uh, you talk about players that you follow yes. and follow and follow uh, to your kind of, and being burnt and burnt. And there's one player that I, I follow and I get him, I get, I either miss him and then I, and then he goes and wins and then I follow <laughs> him and follow him and follow him to my personal expense. And that is uh-huh. Bernd Wiesberger. So I have um, followed this guy like to the ends of the earth um, and he's a great player and I keep, convincing myself that he's he's going to do it again and again and he doesn't and then I go, drift off him and then he goes and wins yeah. and it just drives me crazy um but I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Wiesberger again this week in Abu Dhabi um just I'm not I'm not gonna do really any more than that because I'm not particularly invested in, in what's going on in Abu Dhabi and, I'm, and uh, I want to have a look at the the first sort of format of the gates from a lot yeah. of these European players for the year um, so, um, yeah, I, was, I looked at Abu Dhabi. I had some bets earlier in the week. Um, I think two things. Um, firstly, I'll tell you about my Cliff golfer, um, who's also in the field this week, is Victor Perez. So I backed right. my Southgate for the – it was in Scotland. I don't know if it was the Scottish Open. I don't think it was. I think it was the um, Alfred Dunhill links. Um, and That's he right. sort of – I had yeah. Southgate at a nice price that week. Um, I think it was 175s. And Perez, it was the first time I'd seen him play, and he was – awesome he drove it unbelievably well um and he sort of saw him off in the end and then shortly after that i started to follow perez and i backed him again at a lovely price in hsbc in china um where he finished about yep. third or fourth with a just a brilliant set of ball striking and since then i keep backing him and he's not come through for me yet i'm absolutely convinced with his ball striking he's going to come through <laughs> but my issue is this week i looked up the whole top of the board and I can make excuses for almost all of them. And it's not that I hate them at all. It's not that I don't think they're going to win. I just can't discern which ones I'd like to back from the top 15 in the market. I think I've doubt for all yeah. of them. Truth be told, I kind of had in a plan when I heard Thomas was going to be here, knowing that he'd have those Hawaii tournaments to warm up. I may have unloaded on him this week, but I think there's enough controversy mm. in his life and there's enough doubt cast over how he'll respond to that for me to any prices that are sort of mm. sixes and down, I think that's a, it's probably a it's not been accounted for in in his current circumstance. Um, so the only one I've really taken mm. from from the top, I guess, is Andy Sullivan. Um, I think he's got a reasonable amount mm. of recent and of course form. Um, and in Abu Dhabi, I think it's all about greens in reg and then finding a putter and making some putts. Right, so Sullivan is up there. He's got seventy two percent greens in reg. Um, I quite liked his price. I think I got forties. 40s or 50s, one of the two. Um, I backed him in the first round leader market as well. Um, and I, I just quite like him. I think he's, he's done well here in the past. Um, I see no reason why why I shouldn't back that. And I've also taken uh, Sammy Valimaki from the top. Again, he's kind of a, an up-and-comer, I guess. Now, he's broken through, unlike some of the others who are up-and-coming. But I just think he's not anywhere near reached his ceiling yet. Um, he's sixth on tour in putting, mm. um, and he's gaining strokes and approach. He's He's in the top 20 greens in regulation and he's 50 to one. And I think I'd rather take that price on Sammy than take him closer to, to four teams on, on Fitz or Tommy Fleetwood. As much as they are absolutely better players at this point, I think at three times and more the price, I'd rather have a punt on that without knowing what, what obviously uh, Matt Fitzpatrick and Tommy have done in the break. Um, and how do you feel about Rory McIlroy? Um, uh, you, you obviously, you he was a pretty. It was a bit of a horror show for him last year, especially late in the season. He was. Mm-hmm. It was pretty disastrous. Uh, I, I personally, I can't back McElroy. I can't back him because he. I for me, 
I think he's woeful at times on the greens and uh, and, and he misses so many, even though that sometimes I'll say, oh, the stats don't really belie that out, but I, I, I just feel I, I, I just can't watch him putt uh, if, and have money on the guy. I, I just can't back McElroy. So I, I've stayed away from, I don't think I've, I, I, I wouldn't have backed McElroy for at least a two or three couple of years. Um, I'm, what do you think about McElroy? With you on that. I don't um, think I have either. Um, and I say that as a bit of a hypocrite because I've actually backed him first round leader this week. Uh, but in terms of the outright, I yeah, similar to you, I don't really trust him. Um, I think, I mean, his form here is is ridiculous. Um, I saw in a in an article I read earlier in the week. There's there's lots of seconds and lots of thirds, um, but not as many firsts yeah. as there could be. And I think that's. It's kind of reflected reflected in his career. I know he's he's obviously an elite golfer in the top a couple in the world, um, and he's won a lot. But in terms of his talent, I don't think he's won as much as he perhaps could have. Um, and particularly, like you say, yeah. last year, I remember watching him. I, I can't remember. He was in a pairing with Adam Scott. I think it was it was Riviera or Torrey or somewhere last year. Um, and he just he was in the mix on on a Sunday, and he just couldn't find a putt. And I think that happens too often for him. Um, which is a shame because I really like yeah. him as a bloke. I think his interviews are fantastic. Um, and like I say, he's good for the game. But yeah. I'm not a backer. I never really have done. No, I'm the same. I, I, and I think it was as well. He's a stand-up guy. He interviews. He's very honest um, about himself and his, and his state of his game. Uh, I, I watched it. Was it like, I can't remember the tournament late in the season last year where he snapped his yes. uh, nine-iron um, uh, coming in you know, uh, over his knee, which just shows you where he was. In the in his head and with his game, he's so frustrated. He knows that he's better than what he's finishing at the moment. You know, and uh, and he's watching all these guys, these young guys like the Morikawas and the, uh, you know all the the, the, uh, the Hovlands and all these young fellas coming up. And he's thinking, "Wow, okay, I've got uh, there's a whole new raft of players that I've got to now try and uh, and compete with as well." So he was the bright young thing. He's a bit of a more of an elder statesman now, and uh, and uh, so I'm in, I'm really interested to see what twenty. 21 brings Rory McIlroy um, and you know and how he'll perform so this will be a, an interesting tournament to, to see yeah, where he's at, I, think. I think I'm really interested to see how he performs this week because if he's going to win anyway this is as good a chance as any if he's if he's had a good break and worked on some things like I say his, his recent form here is is second to none um, he the course much better than say Thomas yeah. who's a very similar price at the top of the market so I mean there's no excuses but yeah. like I say the price he's at I just couldn't couldn't do it here Um I've never really backed him. I think if I was to back him anywhere this year, I'd have to wait and see how he's how he's hit. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I have to wait and see, and th- and that actually leads me to my final part of uh, of the podcast tonight, and that is um, talking about the future. We're just over a tick over three months yeah. away from the Masters, uh, and. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting you to sort of give me um, winners from the three months out this way, but I'm just interested to know, uh, n- you know, seeing that we just had a Masters not that long ago um, uh, and what you took from that and and who are your kind of guys that you might have penciled in as a bit of a long list? So I can tell you my Masters. sob story from the Masters um, last year to start with, if you like. Uh, very similar to this. I love an anti-post yeah. bet. I sort of, it's my, one of my favourite things to do is just to put bets on ridiculously far in advance. So obviously it was delayed the Masters last year, yeah. but about, it was, I think it was about October in 2019, I backed Bryson at 40s to win the Masters and I got him at 40s down to about 
thirties and just I had it was going to be such an enormous win. And obviously all the hype that came with him, I was I was convinced he was going to take it yeah. apart. I, I'm an enormous Bryson fan. As much flack as he gets, um, I was convinced he was going to take it apart. And then yeah. I think I mean I, I have to put it down to him not. Obviously, he gave his excuses about his physique and things like that, but not being able to use his green reading books has obviously got to him, as far as I can say. He didn't hit that well that um, that week, yeah. but yeah, that was a big disappointment. I was on for probably my biggest payday ever, and it, it didn't come to pass, unfortunately. Yeah. But we live and learn. Um, yeah. In terms of this Masters, I think, although we probably shouldn't read too much into the one in November, just due to the time of year, and it's very different, I think... I'm not uh, convincing yeah. anyone of anything surprising when I say Dustin's going to be the one to beat. He's just elite when he's on, isn't he? He's a joy to watch. And yeah, he he, he was yeah. a tour de force, wasn't he? Last year, late last year, yeah, he, yeah, he was unbeatable. Excellent, wasn't he? I say, just dominated yeah. that from from start to finish. But I've, I've not had lots of bets this year already. Um, one I do quite like. Again, it's it's me sticking with golfers who I think are pretty good at what they do. Is Neiman. Um, I think his his game sets up nicely, and he's not. They've not got hold of his price yet. When you think um, you go to players like uh, Matty Wolf and a couple of others who are forties, fifties, I got I got Neiman at eighties a couple of weeks ago. Um, which isn't good. I think he's closer now. He might be sixties, fifties, something like that. They're bringing it in a bit, um, but I don't mind him. Um, but I, far away, I'd prefer to try and get a, a longer odds guy and see if he. He comes back to the market a little bit and we can get him enough closer to the price. Um, yeah. One is in the field this week. Uh, I think he's a pretty long price this week. It's Gary Woodland. Um, so, Have you seen yeah, how it's much an weight change, that right? and his, his form was atrocious last year. Um, he's an was, excellent player. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, I, I actually had him at the US Open when he won at uh, one, one US Open Pebble Beach. I actually had him, so I'm thrilled with him. But he looks... Like a different man now, like uh, he's uh, and he wasn't like he was fat, he was quite a solid, muscular guy. But man, he looks thin. Uh, uh, I, I don't know yeah, what everyone else seems to about. be packing on the pounds uh, or the muscle anyway, trying to gain distance. And he's quite happy to slim down. Um, yeah, you do have any, yeah. have any long distance yeah. um, picks for the Masters? Um. I have my own sob story for the Masters as well, just like you. Um, uh, remember, I talked about Cameron Smith, who, who's always yeah. been a little was a soft spot for me. So a, f- a couple, a few years ago, I watched Cameron's. I think it was two, three years ago. I watched Cameron Smith card mm-hmm. a final round sixty six and 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 comfortably be the best score on the day at Augusta, and I thought. Wow, that's great. That's a great score at Augusta. Uh, you're carding a 66 on the final day when the mm. pins are very hard and blah, blah, blah. And I just, it stuck with me. And I thought, okay, he can play that course and and I'm going to keep watching that guy for value because I'm a bit like you. I, I love a bit of value. So I, I once again, I backed Cameron Smith at the Masters. Um, I got him, I think, at, I think it was 60s or 70s or something like that. And I, um, uh, and I watched it, you know, watched him throughout the first three days and thought, okay, he's just really good. This is exciting. He's, um, he, he's right there. He had three rounds in the 60s. And in the fourth round, obviously, he had four rounds in the 60s, which is the only player in Masters history to do that. Um, and, um, he just likes the course. You can tell he likes it. The lengthening of the course maybe has hurt him a little bit, but um, but he's still good enough to you know to do do the job. He pushed. I thought he did a valiant job 
pushing DJ all the way, but DJ was yeah. just different gravy, wasn't he? And um, uh, you know, and, and one on the day, but there in the first five or six holes, yeah. DJ had a bit of a wobble, and and Smith was playing well, and I was a bit like you. I thought if this comes in, I'm going to be quids in. It was yeah, going to make me a lot of money. Um, and I thought, tickets um, on, on Twitter uh, over the, the before the weekend of the Masters. And I was very jealous of them at the time because he got off to a cracking start. And even on Sunday, his short game was unbelievable. Yeah. I kept thinking he was going to fall away time after time. And it, he just keeps him in it. He's, yeah. he's got amazing hands yeah. around the green. Yeah, when he gets on a roll, um, when he, you know, and it's, I, and this is one of my things about finding good guys to bet on in golf. I really, really look for excellent putters um, because they can turn a uh, you know a, a, a bad hole into a, a they can save a bad hole or they can make birdies on on you know three or four holes on the trot if they get hot and and that's the difference sometimes between winning a tournament and not you know um, being able to get these um, you know get their their hands going on the greens and, and and get their rhythm going and they can start draining it from all over the place and 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 I just you know, I, so I. What am I saying? I'm saying that I'm looking at Smith again this year. Um, I, I think uh, if he stays warm, uh, and and I watched him. I was I had an interesting. I was an interesting viewer of him the last couple of weeks um, at um, at uh, the Century and at the Sony. And he played quite well at the Sony, um, uh, but without actually getting you know too high up the leaderboard. But he finished you know well enough. Uh, so I'm interested to see how he kind of keeps rolling. And um, I'm a big fan of Xander Schofle, and I, I think um, he's been close at the Masters a couple of times, and I think at some stage he's going to do the business at the Masters. And my, um, So I'm going to be watching him very closely over the next couple of months to see how he's travelling in relation to... Yeah, um, no, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think Schofle's a fantastic player who's bordering on that, that elite group and the, the best in the world. I just think he's, he's one that the bookies caught up yeah. with maybe before they deserve they have 25 yeah, 28s and i know that's but, probably wishful yeah. thinking but he's 18s for it now and i think he's priced around there's a couple yeah a couple of points yeah. about 10 points or so bigger you can get colin like you say you're a big fan of that he's 33s at the minute and even reed i could see him having a good year yeah. he was about Oh uh, yeah, I, I I she was on Cat Patrick when he won this first oh, Masters at, at fifty to one, and that was one of my best. That was one of my best golf days ever. I think I had uh, I had oh, one at fifty euros at fifty to one, and so um, that that was I think that was my best ever um, result. So uh, so I'm I'm a big Patrick Reed fan. I know a lot of people hate the guy. I don't care. Uh, golf for me is not a popularity contest. I don't care um, if he's like I, I just care if he that way can be money, him you know? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, yep. He does love Augusta, and uh, and I've had Reed since um, he won, and I'll have him again, again, because if he gets hot with his putter, he's another guy yeah. that um, can start draining yeah. him from everywhere. So, um, just yep, one more. I, just I'm had a, I'm just having a quick well. look down on checker and seeing if there's anyone else that stands out. And depending on, and it's a big if, I think, whether he maintains this bit of a return to form. Leishman, you can get at hundreds at the moment, which. And he's shown there's whispers of a return to form, definitely with his ball striking. Obviously, similar to, to Gary Woodland, he was very much yep. off the boil last year. Looks like he had a two-way miss going on at one point and couldn't buy anything. But in this couple of starts this year, right, it is, yep. what I've seen of him, he's, it's starting to come back to him. As I say, he had a really good um, finish at, uh, last week, wasn't it, at the, the Soda? So it's a nice yeah, I'll, I'll watch him if he has another couple yep, of good performances. If he's still hanging around that hundreds mark, he might be worth a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I actually, I think you're quite right. Uh, he's, a, he's a, when he gets hot, he's, he's, he's as good as anyone in the world. So, uh, yeah, I think to finish up, that's, that's a great shout. Um, Matt Phillips, thank you very much. As I say, uh, at four f o r e underscore bet. If anyone wants to actually see um, Matt's bets and see what he, what he tips out and what he follows, and, 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 uh, and sees how he goes and. Uh, Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate your time. And uh, if you're interested again, you know we can we can go through and, and talk about these from you know from week to week and actually see how we're how we're tracking as we. Yeah, get no, thank you very much for having me on. Um, always always a pleasure to talk about golf and have a chat about the bets. If anything, I don't do that about do that quite enough. So more than happy to pop back um, and have a chat about about what's going on week to week and see if we can make some money this year. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, Matt.